What's up, world? Um, I just want to start this off by saying thank you. This podcast has been amazing, and I'm hyped to be a part of it. I know it's called The Shatler Show, but I just feel like I'm along for the ride with you guys. Uh, we've had on so many epic guests and downloads across the globe, and I've just learned and grown a lot from doing this. And I, I'm thankful that you know this exists in skateboarding right now, 2016. So... Yeah, thank you guys. Um, And as always, each episode is brought to you by All I Need Skateboarding. Um, If you see our new wartime series, our decks in your local skate shop, uh, give one a try. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. That would be epic. Also, if you're a shop out there and you want to support the movement, uh, All I Need Apparel and Decks are available at Eastern Skate Supply. So that's a cool way to support and also, we got you covered on allineedskate.com. You can always hit up our web store as well, and we have our apparel and decks there. So thank you guys for everything, and keep the positive feedback coming. Let me know what you think. I love the rapport. It helps the show get better and better, so I need your feedback. If you subscribe on iTunes, please just rate rate the show and leave a comment. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think, and that would be epic. And today's guest is the one and only Tory Pudwell. He is the man. Enjoy. I just love the skating and the scene. When rain go away, all I need is a skateboard today. Board today. Board today. This is the Shetland Show featuring professional skateboarder, podcaster, and all I need skate founder, Anthony Shetler. So everyone was, it was hot. Everyone was doing it. Yeah, they're looking for their dad's fucking metal skateboards in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Get on this thing. <laughs> Each episode brings you amazing discussions with interesting people from all walks of life. Kind of when skateboarding clicked for me and you learn some tricks or whatever and you get that appreciation from your peers, you know, the other skaters are like, holy shit, like, yeah, dude, that's rad. Admiration. Yeah, yeah the admiration or the, the affirmation. Real. Recognized real. If I didn't experience those crazy moments in my life, then these great moments would never be as great as they have been. Honestly, like for me, I just loved it. Like I saw those dudes, I saw those videos, and I was like, holy fuck, this is sick. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Alright, no worries. Alright, hell yeah. We're live right now. Who who's the homie barking? That's uh that's Disco that's barking right now. <laughs> what up, Disco? What kind of dog is that? She's a uh she's a uh Chihuahua Pomeranian mix. Damn, she's so steezy. I got a little uh miniature long haired dachshund and and his hair, Elwood, it's like that. It's like kinda long and chilling. <laughs> yeah, and then I got Bear, she's just a long haired chihuahua. Damn. Damn, those are some crushing right. in, crushing in the dog game. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, those dogs are my life now, dude. Seriously. <laughs> that's that's what I come home to every day, and they make me so happy. All right. I have a couple questions I like to start with. Okay. Let's do it. One, one was, where? how did you get your first skateboard? Um... My dad bought it for me. <laughs> Sick. Um, <laughs> no, um, well, 
mean, technically, my first board I rode wasn't even mine. My brother got a Nash, and, um, like, you know, he must have got it from Target or something. And, like, you know, he'd draw with crayons on the, I don't even think you could call it grip tape, but he made it look pretty sick. And, like, I just thought it was a cool, I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool board. And, um, he, uh, you know, he would let me ride it, but he would, like, make me pay him five bucks a week. <laughs> what a so, dick, what a dick. <laughs> you know, this is when I was, like, six, six years old, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how it came about. Maybe I told my parents or something, and then, like, that's when, like, we went to the skate shop, Surfing West, in Simi Valley, Sick. and um, I got my first skateboard deck. Do you remember what brand it was? Yeah, dude. Um, do you remember that that board company, Prime Skateboards? Jason Maxwell used to skate for him. Yes. Yeah, dude, that's so tight. Yeah, I uh, I got a Prime, and it was like I think I was just stoked on the graphic, you know, like um, it was like the Blue Jay dipped in the beaker of acid. Yes. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. It was so cool, dude. I remember, dude. My brother even took my board out for a spin. And Did you he charge like him? Ran into the curb or something, and he scratched the graphic, and I just started crying. Dude. <laughs> I was so bummed, <laughs> and like, like my my dad made him like repaint the part that got scratched off with like baby blue paint for the blue jay, <laughs> and like, oh man, I don't know, it's <laughs> it's pretty retarded, dude. But yeah, no. that, that's how I got into skating, dude. Uh, my brother, like got me stoked he was doing it so then i wanted to do it and then um you know i i I got a legit board and and from there you know i started trying to skate did you does your brother does your brother still skate yeah my brother still skates he um he like stopped taking it serious i think around the time he was like 16 because he got a job yeah working at skate lab though sick so that's like the park we grew up skating, and um, yeah, he uh, he just kind of was at that age where like, you know, like working was like, you know, his next step. So he got a job. He still to this day like skates to work. He cruises, which yeah. is rad. He likes to skate to like cruise, you know. Yeah, that's rad. Like, that- yeah, it's like he never he never got like good. But I seen him tray flip before, <laughs> I and see. I was like, "How? How? how do, what is that? What?" You know, I was tripping. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, uh, he was the he was the kid at the skate park that would connect all the flat bars together <laughs> and kind of put it like up or down a bank, and he would just like rail slide the whole shit, and people were like, "Whoa! Like Jesse's so sick!" Yeah. Like, and it was cool, man. Like, he even skated, like, some castle contests, too, like, back when we were doing that. And, like, I think he, he got a couple um, couple trophies, you know, maybe, like, two or three. No, yeah, for sure. Then he was he was into it, then. That's fucking sick. He, he was into it. He's still into it. And it's funny, dude, because, like, my brother has been working at the skate lab for um, 15 years now. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And, um... I didn't, I didn't realize it, dude, up until a couple of years ago that, like, you know, my brother is full-blown in the skate industry. Like, you know, 
they, they fucking buy stuff for the skate lab. They sell stuff. They know about all the skaters. He goes to the trade shows. He knows all the companies. Like, when my brother was telling me that he was, like, kicking it with Jim Thebo, having a conversation, and Jim had no idea that he was my brother, like, I just thought that was incredible. I just thought it was so sick that, like, my brother and, like, you know, a dude like Jim, who I look up to, like, we're, like, having a rad conversation. Yeah, know? that's like, sick. Completely independently, you both have found your way into skateboarding. Definitely, most definitely, for sure, you know. We started together, and then, you know, kind of just sort of always stuck with it. Always stuck with it in a way, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit distant from, like, my brother and everything he does over there. Uh, holding it down for the skate lab, but like, you know, I, I think I think just us doing our, our separate routes will definitely cross paths soon enough. You know, yeah. Like we're already working on doing a Grizzly event for Go Skateboarding Day at Skate Lab. That I'm gonna be working out everything with my brother, which is like I've never done anything like that before. So I'm stoked. Yeah, that's that seems like a really cool thing. You know what I really like about Skate Lab is they have like a museum there of skateboard stuff, right? Yeah, man. I mean, it's like really the only one that's like serious, like a serious skateboard museum. It's part of history. Like, you know, a lot of people and a lot of the kids that skate there even they don't even know that it's there, what it is, you know, because it's so unreal and it just like it's always been there the skate labs just always had like you know an epic just like museum and you know it, it just kind of just flows so well in the skate park i think a lot of people overlook it and there's so much history in that place you could learn so much you know and i think as a little kid that kind of like took that for granted Especially, you know, you're in, a, you're in a huge indoor skate park, and I like old boards like all over. But when I look at that shit now, it just blows my mind because it's like that is a skateboard history museum, yeah. the one of a kind, dude, the biggest and baddest. Yeah. And like, it's right where I grew up, it's right yeah. where I learned how to skate. It's where you know I had all my first experiences, and uh, it's just so sick, dude. That that those guys are still around, still killing it, you know, it's tough, but, you know, gotta keep indoor skate parks alive, man. Yeah, for sure, I live right near one, and we hustle really hard to keep it going, it's awesome, though, it's like, especially out here on the East Coast with the weather, it's like, if we don't have that, we're fucked. I just had, um... Even, like, a place like Simi Valley, it's like, it gets so fucking hot out there in the summertime, it'll get 120 degrees. Yeah. And it's so gnarly but it's like you almost gotta go to an indoor park to stay cool because they got the air conditioning in there yeah that's true i didn't really think of that like arizona and like simi valley and vegas i'm sure it's like 110 one something like gnarly yeah the streets definitely get a little bit hotter than indoor park with air conditioning <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to move forward. I'm going to jump around a little bit. I'm going to be kind of... Sp- sure, dude. I'm going to be I, spastic. I, I talk a lot, too, dude. Cut me off anytime you want. Okay, well, you're good so far, so... <laughs> um. Okay, so jumping forward a little bit. This is kind of random, but if you had to pick three skaters that you idolized growing up, you got... Can you pick three? Of course. Uh, Eric Costin, number one. Classic. 
Uh, oh man, dude, now I'm on the spot. <laughs> That's all right, no worries. You can you're gonna have to leave someone out, but if you narrow it down to three that you can think of, like I feel like um, I could I can narrow three. You got this. We got Costin. Eric Costin, yeah, was definitely a big influence for me. I mean, I, I met him when I was nine years old. Damn. Uh, another thing from Skate Lab, you know, I met a lot of pros there when I was young, and I looked up to these dudes, man. That's where you met Costin at the Skate Lab? Yeah, I met Costin. Costin came through, like, you know, shortly after they opened. Like, a lot of pros would come through, you know, just because it's, it's L.A.-based. So, like, at the time, it was cracking, like... We had all the coolest demos there, dude. Yeah. So I, I met so many pros when I was young, and I was always the kid trying to like play and skate. And skate <laughs> <laughs> Sick. But uh, 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 another another big uh, dude that that inspired me when I was growing up, I think, um, was uh, fuck, dude. What's his name? We'll just be lab all the time, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, Chuck Wampler. Whoa, no I shit. At that at that time, like, like whenever he would come through Skate Lab, because he was like a pro, but he would go there casually to just skate, and it was just like, oh my god, dude, like a god is in the building, you know, <laughs> Chuck Wampler. <laughs> uh, you know, that's huge. I love Chuck, dude. Serious, you know what I mean. So Chuck but, and Chuck and Eric, those are pretty two epic ones. And then um. You know, growing up, someone that really, like, watched a lot of videos, like, a lot of, like, stuff that would stoke me up was Andrew Reynolds, dude. Oh, classic, classic. Frontside flips, kick flips, just everything done real proper, kind of stretched yeah. out. I, I, I kind of came in skateboarding, like, or at least getting the skate videos around the time of, like, the end. Yeah. Birdhouse video. And, um, like, Reynolds' part... Like little things, dude. Like when he broke the, when the monkey broke the beer bottle over his head. Like I just thought that that was so crazy and cool. And I was like, Andrew Reynolds. Like, how did they do that? You know, I was just I was so in awe. And like, I just got so psyched. And that was a that was a pro that I never met as a kid. I never saw him around. Um, you know, until I think one time there was like an AM event at an X Games and like I saw Reynolds and Costin just out back just having a conversation on the stairs and um, it was like kind of a shock. I like said what up to both of them. <laughs> Sick. And, you know, so that was that was really cool. Was there ever a pro that played you in skate? Yeah, um I, I think I think I played Chico. Yeah, Chico, that's tight, dude. You got good knowledge okay. heels, then you better hold on tight. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and then, uh, I played Anthony Acosta. Damn, sick. Dude. Well, you, you know, he was he was am at the time, but like that right there to us back in the day, like damn, like an amateur skateboarder, like like holy shit, that's Anthony Acosta, dude. You're playing him skate, <laughs> and of course you're doing the air baby shit, the indie grabs, the Benny Hondas, whatever you can do, dude, to get a letter on. Guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's sick. I still play people in skate all the time just because I think that's like the most honest. Because if you play someone in skate, it's just like the fundamentals, you know? It's fun, man. It brings skateboarding back to the fun, you know? It's like, it's a, it's a game. It's a game. It's like, you know, it's not a competition. 
Yeah. Yeah, I played I play uh Gentleman. Gentleman's game Escape, and that's where we start with like Ollie's one eighties, Nollie's switch. We like work our way up like gentlemen. <laughs> it's fun, dude. Seriously, like I don't know, man. Skating for me just got like so I just got so serious with it, dude. I kinda stopped having fun for a few years. Dude, which was you, whack. I will say this, Tori, you've done some stuff that I'm like in awe of. I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible. But I knew, but I'm watching, I'm like, dude, that guy worked hard for all of that. <laughs> it's so sick. Yeah, dude, it's definitely been, um, you know, I, I, I haven't really tried to just, well, not even that I tried, I just guess I've never really had it that easy. I mean, fuck, dude, I feel like I gotta work really, really hard when I skate. Like, I see some dudes and it looks so natural and easy, and I'm like, dude, I wish I had it like that, man. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> like, I want my energy to, like, you know, do You've done some combinations that I've never seen before, and that's like you like went deep with it. I'm always like, how did he hold that so long? Flick the board, land back in, hold it, like sick. <laughs> that's my yeah. fan out. That's my fan out moment. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, thanks, dude. Seriously, I I like I I was just inspired at a time. Like I feel like when that Lakai video came out, the fully flared. Yeah. Like, I felt like that changed skateboarding a lot. Yeah. And, and I don't know, I, I kind of just got inspired a little bit by the way they kind of, like, did combo shit. Like, I don't think anyone really saw that of, like, at least of the era I was growing up in. And, um, you know, I remember, I remember, Don't draw a blank right now. Shiloh Greathouse in the in the trans world video when I had like a part coming back. It was like the way he was skateboarding. I was just I've never seen anyone skate like that before. Yeah. I just thought it was so sick, dude. So then that kind of inspired me to sort of start messing with like combo tricks or whatever. I felt like it was like a way to almost do things different or like or like maybe even like an easy way out sort of you know <laughs> that's modest there's no way that's easy that shit's so hard to me <laughs> well, you know dude like something like 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 a back lip to back tail you know no one does them no one was doing them but it's like so fucking easy it's yeah. so easy it, it seems like I don't know maybe some dudes just didn't figure that out or they're just like that, that shit's gay Honestly, <laughs> and that's that's why I stopped focusing on doing combo tricks and like really trying to like challenge myself to see what's possible, what kind of dance moves you could do on a ledge. Yeah, I just I just felt like it was just getting corny, man. A lot of people were even starting to like do that shit, and I was just like, it just wasn't cool to me anymore. I just felt like people made that shit lame. Yeah, but I mean, at least you did it, and you you did your version of it, which is pretty sick. If I could do that stuff, I would definitely... I just never... Like, I got to lip slide, flip out would be sick for me. I'd be hyped on that. That's that's a banger right there. But I did but I did jump down some big rails. I did that a lot. I got caught up in the wave of, like, Jamie Thomas-inspired skating, where it's like, you just see a big rail filmed fisheye and get way hyped, and you're like, that shit psychs me out. I do get hyped like that, for sure. Yeah. And, like, I just don't got the balls, dude. Like, I don't know how you go for that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I never hopped on a rail bigger than 10. 
Damn, that's not a bad thing. Your joints probably feel pretty good. Alright, I'm gonna jump around a little bit. So, what was the first sponsor you had? Was it a, was it the Skate Lab? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say Skate Lab. Definitely my first sponsor. Like, you know, it, it all started with getting a discount rate. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, membership card. Um, so, you know, that was cool. And then, you know, eventually they, they started kind of reaching out. Uh, to like reps and stuff and then you know i was i was in flood dvs when i was nine years old damn ten years old what nine years old what the fuck yeah yeah, yeah. like <laughs> ten probably ten years old damn were you damn did that go to your head because you're nine years old dude <laughs> no i didn't even understand it really to tell you the truth like i was just i was i was so stoked to have like a new pair of shoes and like chilling on a couple at the same time yeah like usually when you get a new pair of shoes it's like that's all you got it's that one pair yeah but like when i got like hook up from dvs dude it was like i get like two pairs you know maybe four pairs and i was just like dude this is this is so cool you know like i put the box in my room and i always just look at the shoes like every night just like waiting to skate them in like a couple months you know like, I'd only get shoes, like, you know, when you're, when you're that young and, like, you know, back in the day, like, yeah, dude, I was, I was only needing to get a hookup every, like, three, four months, you know? Yeah. That's sick to have that connection and to have shoes at nine. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. It's even crazier, like, just, like, I, I was getting rep flow from Gabe, who put me on DVS later on when I was 14. He was the team manager. So, you know, it was really sick that, like, I got to, I got to reunite with them, with DVS. Yeah. And uh, even, even more coincidence is Gabe also is from Simi Valley, and he sold me my first skateboard at Surfing West. Damn, no shit. That's full circle. Oh, and the circle goes even fuller, you know. It's like <laughs> obviously things happened with DVS, you know. Gabe, uh, Gabe ended up getting let go, um, just you know because of internal reasons. Yeah. And um, you know that hurt. That was painful. And now I've been able to help Gabe by bringing him in as the full-time marketing manager, team manager, Grizzly. Oh, so now sick. we're fully back working together every day and like it just it feels incredible dude yeah that's so cool that's like, a cool one he really is my one of my best friends dude like i traveled the world with gabe when i was 15 years old and like he always took care of me until you know i, I was probably like 21 or 22 when he when you know, he got uh, let go from DVS. That's cool that you have a homie like that, like, uh, that's just been through it thick and thin, you know, that's tight. Yeah. Especially in the skateboard industry. It's even cooler, too, because his history of, like, being a skater when he was younger in Simi Valley with the dudes, like, he was growing up around, like, 
now seeing those dudes around like as Gabe's homies, I'm just like, damn, dude, like you were skating with those dudes, like <laughs> telling me stuff like, you know, he he would he would see Van Wastel in diapers when he would go over and skate their mini ramp and stuff, and like damn. Van was like rolling around in a diaper and like, <laughs> you know, it it's just it's it's just such family to me. Yeah, that's dope, dude. All right, we're gonna move it around a little bit. How many? How long have you been skating for? How many years? I've been skating for now twenty years. How old are you? Twenty six. Damn, you've been damn, you've been skating for most of your life. It's fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Those are good percentages. <laughs> <laughs> More time on the board than not. <laughs> Oh, yeah, seriously, like, almost four times, dude. You're pretty much made up of skateboarding, then. You're 20 years of just being made from skateboarding. Yeah, you know, it's like, from, from the time when you're, like, you know, born until you're six years old, like, you're you like, know, it's like, you don't make your own choices. You don't really have a say in, like, what you want in life or what you want to do or what you want to be. And I think, like... When I started skating around that time, like, it was all on my own. Like, there was nothing that, like, you know, pushed me to do it or, you know, there was a skateboard that was just put in front of my face, like, hey, like, you know, ride this or, like, try it out. I just saw it. I was down for it. Told my parents that I wanted one. And then it just became every day from there. And then... It, you know, there's obviously that point where I was like, you know, my dream is to be a professional skateboarder. Yeah. And you're doing, like, school projects and, like, elementary stuff and, like, they, like, you know, ask you to, like, do things or build something or what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's like, you know, my parents still got all my shit, dude. Uh-huh. It's just like, you know, I want to grow up to be a, a pro skater. Like, my dream car is the Mercedes. <laughs> and, like, and, like, you know. Just all happened. Like, yeah, you know, I remember like this one school project. I had to build something. So, my dad, basically, you know, we built a, a launch ramp together. Damn. And fucking skated the shit out of that launch ramp, dude. That's and like, it. and then that launch ramp we donated to Skate Lab after a few years. Damn tradition, dude. You guys got like a skateboarding history within the family now. The brother, your brother, and your dad contributed that's pretty awesome yeah no for sure my dad my dad definitely never skated or was a skater he uh he tried to ride a board once in our front yard when we were starting and he ate shit (laughs) i think he sprained his wrist dude he's never stepped on a board since but like he he loves it dude he gets all the mags he knows all the pros like He's not a poser. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. Well, he's definitely not. He helped fucking get you into skateboarding, so he's got roots. Sick. Yeah, dude. My parents, uh, they had my back, like, for me wanting to do it. They never, like, if anything, it was like, nah, you can't go do that. And I'm just like, nah, like, I want to do it. And then you just throw a tantrum until you get your way to go skate. <laughs> All right, all right, I'm going to do a complete 180 then. We talked about skating. Is there something that you're into that has nothing to do with skating? I mean, I'm into a lot of things for sure, but I don't think that I've taken it that far with anything with, like, my passion. 
Yeah. You know? um, I, I mean, I don't have many other like skills or hobbies or, or talents because I haven't tried yet. I've only skated. I've, I've put everything into it. Yeah. But like, you know, I, I definitely enjoy the feeling of learning new things and like being good at it. So <laughs> a lot of the times I'll, I'll start something or I'll try to do something for fun and I'll get super frustrated because I don't know how to do that shit <laughs> and I know how to skate, you know, and I feel like since I've been doing it for so long, like, you know, you don't realize that, you just think it's easy, but yeah. I've been doing it for so long, I can put my time into something else and do it for that long, you know, I feel like I can, I can fucking get really good at anything, yeah. just like yourself, just like anybody, you know, it's just the only difference is now we're starting at a different age. Yeah, it's funny because skateboarding like basically teaches you to problem solve because you want to learn the tricks and you got to try all the wrong ways till you find the way that works for you and then that's solving the problem. Like when you land the kickflip, the problem solved because you, you pictured it and you created it and it's done, you know? So it's pretty direct. And I think like the earlier you learn that in life, then that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's almost insanity. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You just nailed it. <laughs> I've indulged. I'm thirty. Same thing over and over and over and over, and expecting something different to happen. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I wanted but, to ask you about injuries. Cause are you injured right now? Oh shit! Hold up. Did you cut out? Yeah, maybe. I'm still here though. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can you right. hear me? I'm gonna take my wife off real quick. You know, I got the LTE booming. That'll work even better. Where? Injuries. Yeah. Are you injured now? Yeah, right now I'm in recovery. Oh, um, that's good. What'd you do? I tore my meniscus. Ooh, I've done that. Yeah, I, I tore my meniscus in my in my right knee, my back knee, um, in Miami. And uh you know, it just it just felt crazy. It was like my knee instantly was locked it couldn't go anywhere i couldn't move it and then uh you know moved forward got surgery and then i guess while i was getting the surgery they said it was much worse um you know so what we had talked about before going into it all changed and they ended up repairing my meniscus which is a great thing which is which is rare in most cases for a, a meniscus tear you know, most likely, I'm sure with yours, maybe did they just go in there and clip out the part that tore? Yeah, I've had a friend that did, that tore his completely, though, and they repaired his as well. But mine yeah, was just so like I, a shaving. That's, that's what went down, and basically, you know, he said, it being in the beginning, four to, or six to eight weeks, I'd be skating again to like six months. Yeah, so how long are you in now? It's been four months. It's it's been a, a solid four months, and then I got a I got a, a month and a half, seven weeks. I'll be back skating. And what he said was, you know, I just gave your knee a second chance. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> You're like, okay, I'm going to skating, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, no, he 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 said, yeah, full recovery, like. You know, my meniscus is all there. 
They didn't have to take any of it out, you know, and that's a blessing, dude. Like, that, yeah. to me, like, I, I have the biggest respect and, and love for my surgeon because he, he made that, that, that serious decision while I was under. And, um, you know, if that was just anybody and, and they, they didn't really, you know, know or, really like understand that I'm a professional skateboarder and my life depends on my knee. Yeah, like this is my career on the line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, skating is my life. So it's like, dude, like, this shit's gotta be good. Yeah. Like, some dude, someone could have just clipped it out straight up and they would have taken out my whole meniscus. It would have been bone on bone. and, And from there, it's like, you know, I think it'd be pretty much a struggle. Yeah, but that's or at least at least when I'm 40 and I'm trying to throw a football to my kids, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> you think you'll have kids, Tori? Um, you never know, dude. I would love to have kids for sure, but I mean, dude, I I don't think that's always something that you want to be too sure about right away because you you know it's a it's a two sided street. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've had my fair share of bad relationships. Not bad relationships, they were great relationships. But, you know, just ending. And it's like, come on, man. Yeah. I'm a fucking committed dude. Like, I am real deal, like, you know, doing this shit. Yeah, I've been there. But it's like, if I'm gonna have kids, I gotta be ready for that shit. Yeah. I'm ready right now. And... You know, most likely it's like your 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 chick or whoever, like, you know, they got to be ready. That's even more important. You can't just, like, you know, have a kid and, and everything is flipped upside down when, like, you don't need to, to, to do that right away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you never want to rush into that. You're creating life. That's, like, one of the most important decisions. And I agree. Like, me and... I've been with my lady for a long time. We're actually engaged. But we still don't have kids. But we both do things we like. We realize our time is, like, what is important. So we don't have any time. We're selfish right now to give to, like, a little kid, you know? Like, I I couldn't do all the stuff I was doing and still, like, be home, you know? Exactly, dude. Not that you, like, feel bad for, like... You know, whatever, but you gotta be there for your girl, dude. Yeah. You gotta be there, like, before your baby's born and after your baby's born, dude. You can't just be rolling out. <laughs> well, the time... Uh, unless you could bring them. Yeah, that, it's true, that's true. You like, can make yeah, it work. But but I agree, dude, I agree... I, I agree with what you were saying, though, like... You both gotta want kids, too. Like, it's cool, me and my lady are both on the same page. We're like, oh, we just wanna do cool stuff. Like, I wanna do skateboarding stuff, and she does, like, pole dancing and fitness stuff. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, so, like, it's cool, there's no pressure, but all our friends and stuff are like, when that you sounds have... fun. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> but all our friends are like, when are you gonna have kids, or when are you doing this and this? And I'm like, what? Yeah. Who fucking knows? <laughs> fucking why? be so psyched, though, dude, when it happens, and, like, that's kind of, like, the same vibe I get, like, if it was to happen to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, it would change your life for the better. you just have to go that direction. You'd be like, all right, these two years right now, I'm dedicating to raising this little seed, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, 18 years, but two in the... A lot of dudes that have kids young end up skating really hard.
heart afterwards. I've noticed it's insane. Yeah, they have probably have purpose and drive, and like it's like you're you're survive you're yeah. like providing for another human being. Like that's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, but fuck, dude, I'm old now. <laughs> so you're chilling, <laughs> as long as your I'm... seeds float, bro. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, dude, I, I probably won't have kids till I'm like thirty, dude. Probably later if I mean at thirty if I'm lucky, I'd, I'd be down. Yeah. I seen like Steve Rodriguez, he owns Fibro and he waited till he was like him and his lady were both way old older, but like they both had careers and were settled and like bought property and like were chilling, so then they had a kid, it was sick. Yeah, dude. I mean it would be it would be cool. I think it's just like so unreal that like you can't even think about it until it's actually happening. Yeah, yeah. All my friends did it though; they're crazy. <laughs> but um, okay, moving along, moving along. I like to tangent tangent off on shit, but um. Hey, dude, if I was gonna have a kid, dude, best believe I've had I will have a a three year old prodigy. Yeah. Poor <laughs> girl, I'll force them down the mini. Be like, Go. <laughs> what if they got on a scooter though, Tori? What if they're just like, you know what? I'm just into the scooter. I'm running it, Dad. Like I don't or rollerblading. Or, <laughs> oh, dude, hell no. <laughs> if I had a daughter, she could ride a scooter or a rollerblade. Yeah. But your son, you don't let him do that shit. You just show him his center of balance and his front foot. You go, look, you lean into your front foot and find your center of balance, and then you don't need the handlebars anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I was just kidding, dude. I would never fucking do that. I no. would be terrified if my children skated. <laughs> yeah, that would be scary. That would be so scary. There'd be so many pads on those kids. Just padded. Oh, my God, dude. The things I love, I, I worry about so much. Really? You got anxiety? What? Do you have anxiety about that stuff? Yeah, for sure, dude. I, like, dude, that's the thing. If I... If I was to have a kid, dude, I think I would just have so much anxiety because it's like having a baby is cool, you know. Baby is rad, but then your fucking your kid grows up, dude. your kid's fucking, you know. That's that process right there, dude. Like, you never know how that's gonna end up. That's when you gotta put in the work. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, dude, I'm still tripping on how you could be born learn a fucking language just by listening <laughs> for a couple of years that trips me out how that just works how the brain just can pick that up any language any you know anywhere yeah every kid everybody yeah. but i'm over here trying to learn spanish and i've been frustrated because i can't do it first try like i can't pick <laughs> <laughs> that's all right <laughs> you just have to fucking drop yourself somewhere where they only speak spanish and just force yourself to stay there for like months on end and like feel like you're trapped there and then you'll start like as soon as you have to ask for food and water like for survival then you'd learn it somehow you know what i mean <laughs> huh, dude that's definitely one of my goals in life <laughs> that's cool okay we're gonna jump around so what was your first board sponsor? Like, fully hooked up, like, on the team filming videos? Well, I I had numerous sponsors, board sponsors, up uh, up until, which were pretty hilarious, but... No, go I, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh, well, dude, I mean, when I skated at Skate Lab, dude, I, the first, like, 
board. I guess it's not a sponsor, but like they sponsored me, dude. I got two decks, like not at the same time either. <laughs> the company the company was called Shit Ass. <laughs> Shit Ass Skateboards, but it was S H T Ass. And when I was a kid, dude, I never cussed until I was like, I don't know, fucking like. Till you rode for them. <laughs> thirteen, maybe like thirteen. <laughs> So, yeah, dude, but at that park, I'd be like, yeah, like, I remember, like, some kid, I remember this like it was yesterday. I was chilling at the top, about to drop in and go fly box, and the kid's like, hey, man, what kind of board is that? And I was like, oh, it's a, it's a shit ass. <laughs> and, and he was like, he was like, he was like, no, no, but, like, what kind of board is that? I was like, I was like, it, it, it's a shit ass skateboard. <laughs> He was like, nah, but what company? <laughs> and I just, I, I didn't get it. He thought you were rude as shit. He was like, he's just cussing at me. Like, I just want to know the type of board you have. <laughs> yeah, nah, no, he, he thought that I was saying my board sucked. Like, this is a shitty-ass skateboard. <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't understand. Damn. And then, yeah, dude, fuck. I, I don't even know what happened with that. And then I skated for like... Dude, you know what happened with you know exactly what happened with that. All the team riders are saying they're riding shitty ass boards. That's what happened with that. <laughs> I went straight to the ground. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Sorry, it might have been a good idea, but not. <laughs> yeah, the grappling was like whack as fuck. Dude, I don't even know at all what that was about. Well, then, what was the first one where you were like, you knew like the riders, the like, you knew you were part of something. Well, alright, dude, this is kind of like, sort of, but not really. Uh, it's like, I wasn't like, going on trips, or like, I wasn't like, getting paid. I think this was probably when I was like, 10. I got on, uh, you remember that company Falcon? Yeah, I do. Like, I was, I was, I mean, I was only, I was like 9 or 10, maybe. Damn. And that was like like a real deal like i was on the squad but that shit didn't last very long that company yeah it was like me dane brummett damn brian patch and adam mcnatt <laughs> wow adam mcnatt is so fucking good remember that 50 50 on that square rail what did he do out of that oh man dude i, it, I feel like he nolly like, flipped or like kick flipped out or something it was like insane <laughs> oh yeah 50 Nolly flip. Yeah, what the fuck? Dude, that's such a crazy crew of people to be... They're all older than you by a shitload, huh? Dude, it was so <laughs> crazy, dude. And I remember, like, at that time, I would, like, kind of, like, see those dudes around. <laughs> like, I'd see Brian Patch around. I'd, I'd be, like, trying to hang out with him, dude. <laughs> it was weird. And they, it was, like, they, they knew me. It was, like, I felt like I was part of something. And it was just really nothing. It was just, like... Dude, some whack ass shit. Like I don't even know who it was or what it was. Nothing. Like I didn't understand it back then. I was too young. Yeah. I think Falcon now is like they make tires and like everything. No shit. What? Like Falcon, like it's like they make tons of random shit. I think they somehow like blew up. Wow, that's crazy. Maybe or maybe it was it was already something, and then they just tried to make skateboards. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, maybe. That'd be funny. Like, a collective of, like, all that random stuff. And, like, let's just make some boards. But either way, they put a team together. <laughs> yeah. 
Wendy's when I was 12. Damn, that's... I remember that, dude. I remember you riding for shorties because you were just so little, dude, in the footage and everything. That was my first sponsor. That was my first real sponsor. Like, 12 years old, I was on the team. Who who, like, who was the... Ads, I was going on trips, doing demos. Like, that was my first sight of what skate life was all about. And, like, I knew it. That that's what I wanted to do, dude. Straight up. Yeah. And I was so stoked, you know, going on the first trip to make a wish, like driving through AZ and, um, you know, um, Oklahoma and then, and then, you know, Texas. And it's like, you're at this event and it's like chilling with the shorties team, like the legends, dude, Tony Nguyen, um, Peter Smolek, like, um, you know, Jesse Sylvie, Sam Bat, all just chilling, dude. First experience was going to, like, kick it in, like, a hotel room, like, learning how to play CeeLo out the <laughs> gates. Sick. Already betting for $1 bills, dude, 12 years old, like, first trip, learning how to play CeeLo, dude, and, like... Yeah, that's dude, good. It was, it was so rad, like, just growing up, like, I was, I was literally, like, growing up, like, with these dudes now like with people like these were like i could consider myself part of the crew dude like i would hang out with muska and like we would skate together and like dude for me to go to school and shit and try to like relate to other skater kids or like try to tell them like like they just they just didn't get it you know they just all thought i was lying like <laughs> they didn't know anything dude and Fucking liar. Fucking the muska, you're lying. <laughs> but, like, I was just so stoked on it, man. And, and you know, it was like I kind of lived, like, a weird double life. Like, I'd go to school. I was just some normal kid. Had no, like, cool friends or nothing. Like, I was just, I always try to be funny guy, you know. But <laughs> then I would, like, be skating. Like, then skateboarding was, like, a whole different, like, me that, like, you know, I, when I was at school, it was just like I couldn't function there. Like I, I just felt so out of place. Yeah. And then when I, when I would go to skateboarding, it just felt fucking. It just, it just felt like family, dude. It felt like what I wanted to do, as far as like, you know, to feel normal, to feel like I fit in. You know, yeah. like I could fit in with skateboarding. Yeah, great minds think alike. You guys all loved the same thing, you know. So makes yeah. sense. That's t that's tough. You love the lifestyle too. You know, everyone's into it and like getting tricks, skating, filming, shooting photos. Like, I don't know. I feel like artists and all those people kind of have similar mind frames of skateboarding, and it all intermingles after a while. Yeah, one hundred percent for sure. Yeah. It was just weird because, like, dude, I was so young, man. I was I was twelve. You know, like, I remember going to Canada for the first time when I was 13, going to Slam City Jam just to go, like, kick it, I yeah. guess. Watch the contest. Yeah, that's dope. Well, talking about, oh, I wanted to ask you about school before we move forward. Did you do, how were your grades? Did you pass? Where you at? Um, I mean, dude, school, like, yeah, dude, it's not like I, like, you know, gave up on it. Like, I'm still trying, dude. I'm still trying to, like, do it, and... You know, I would try to get A's, um, 
but you know, I, I definitely rolled out as just like average C, like mainly C's and B's. Like I never failed nothing. Yeah. Did you finish high school? Um, no. No. Well, fuck it. GED. <laughs> nah, I I tried the GED, man. I uh, you know, I was just in a kind of a depressing situation trying to take it. Just with broken arm, like, you know, cast around, like, my arm and my neck, and I was just like... From skating? Yeah. Ooh, what happened there? I, I broke, uh, I broke my humerus, like, the, the bone that's above your elbow. Oh, shit. Gnarly. I, I snapped that in half, and then, like, I was so young that they were, like, worried about trying to do surgery so they did this thing that was called a hanging cast where it's like you know it's from your fingers up to your shoulder and then they fucking put a loop like in the cast and then that goes around your neck okay. so like like the force from like your arm in the cast hanging hanging down it's like pushing your bone back into place. Oh and man, <laughs> sorry. Dude, it, <laughs> it was so, it, dude. It was so tragic. <laughs> Good word. Like I even, I was. That's when I was like, I did homeschool, so you know, I, I stopped going to to high school halfway through ninth grade because of uh, you know my opportunity to um. Travel and skate? Tra travel for the first time. I went to Barcelona for two weeks Whoa. when I was 14. Damn. So, like, you know, after that, you know, I missed two weeks of school, dude. They were, like, kind of tripping, and then, you know, I, I didn't I didn't go back. Yeah. And then that's when, like, you know, the authorities were kind of trying to contact my mom, and she was tripping. Yeah. <laughs> telling my dad, like, like, it's either I'm not going back to school or you got to get me homeschooled, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what the deal is. And then, like, I just didn't go to school for a couple months and then, I, you know, I had to get homeschooled. I did that halfway, halfway till my senior year. And that's when I broke my arm and I'm like, dude, I would literally go on trips and my dad would do all my homework for me wow like he, would, he was doing it and then <laughs> not too good hopefully and i would copy everything that he wrote <laughs> and um it, it was it was like i went to this place once a week to take tests on and then get a packet and then take tests once a week yeah so um i could use my homework as notes for the tests so like <laughs> your I dad was, I, I, I was killing it, dude. And the <laughs> part before that was you got to you got to um, like like I guess grade or correct your homework with the answer books before you took the test. Really? And then, yeah, dude. And then she scores you. Like you could even change the answer to the right answer real quick, and no one's looking. But like, I mean, I didn't rinse it that hard, dude. I was le legitimately trying to make that shit happen. Yeah. And dude, when I broke my arm, and I was like turning in the work that my dad was doing i was just like dude like i, I can't I can't let him do this I, I can't let my dad be doing this shit it's not cool and i told him i was like 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 i'm not going no more i'm, I'm gonna take the ged 
going to study for it. And like, you know, that's, that's what, what, what the plan is. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, dude, I, I studied for two weeks, man, with a broken arm. And I was like, you know what, dude? My bad, my bad. Studied for one week, dude, with a broken arm. And I was just so bummed out. I fucking smelled bad. I couldn't take a shower. <laughs> my fingernails were growing because my cast was like, I couldn't bite my nails. They were so far away. So I was just like, fuck, dude. Deep. You know? I, 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 I had to take the test, dude. I'm left-handed. <laughs> I broke my left arm. <laughs> when it rains, it pours, Tori. <laughs> so, I, I took the whole thing switch. <laughs> I, you know, the essay, they cut my time off early. I was like, fuck, dude, I need to finish, because, like, you know, look at me. <laughs> and, dude, they fucking didn't pass me, man. Bullshit. And, like, I was, I was two questions off on the English and three questions off on the math. God damn it. And I didn't finish my essay, and they still passed the essay, and, like, they failed me, man. Bastard. I'm a kid. I'm a kid, dude, with a broken <laughs> arm, man. Like, just trying my hardest to get through this. It's like... Yeah, dude. Like, you, you got you got six more months of school left at, at the homeschool place. You know you got to go back. You didn't pass your shit. And I was just like, dude, I got my cast off like a week later, and then I went on this Maddox trip to Hawaii. I was like, dude, Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm, I was like, I was like, Dad, I'm done with school. Like, like I'm, I, I, dude. I was, you know, I was 17 years old. I was like, dude. I'm I'm over it. Like I'm I'm not going to school no more. Like I took the GED. I'll take it again some other time maybe. But I'm going on this trip. Did I'm he off? Did he offer to do the work for you? He's like, look, if you just go, I'll do it again. Like, well, <laughs> like handle this. We got this. Nah, nah. <laughs> he knew, man, that like my skateboarding at that point was like it, it was serious, dude. You're going off. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, dude. Like I I was really like. This is what I want to do. And he was just so pumped on it. My mom was so pumped on it. Like, they were just down for skateboarding. Like, you know, my mom's, like, her favorite skater's Day One. Yeah. You know, like, he's in love with Day One. Like, like, like he's like Prince, you know? <laughs> she likes a tech skater. Good for her, it, dude. Good for it's her. It's just so cool, dude. <laughs> that, that my parents are down and, and they let me just kind of do skating and not... You know, I, I tried my best going to school, dude, but seriously, you're at that point where it's like, you know, I'm not planning on going to college. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, know, it doesn't even seem like you would want to go to college anyways, so... And, and you got to realize, you know, all school really is for... I hope there's no kids listening to this, but it's the truth. <laughs> all school is for is to keep you in a, a controlled environment while you're at that age they can't just release you into the in the wild world dude and you need to develop social skills with people yeah you know? so so later in life it's like you can get a job or or work with people whatever you know and that's what school's for dude i think kids that go to homeschool like you know the whole way through or whatever i think that shit is lame i'm like dude school is 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 cool cuz 
it's like you, you go, it's, it's fun, you develop in a way, but all the work, all the judgment, like, think about a kid getting held back a grade. Yeah. Like, dude, it, it's not about that, man. It's not about, like, how you're learning. Like, you don't make someone feel bad because they can't learn something. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, if a kid's being bad and not fucking coming through with his schoolwork, it's like, dude, what, you're going to discipline him? You're going you're to ground him? Like, you know, then they're going to rebel and be even worse and probably, like, just end up smoking pot like a couple years later you know <laughs> like, and that turns into fucking all kinds of madness <laughs> well i like marijuana but it has to be like i smoked when i was young and i was kind of dumb and i just get high and like whatever but it was fun well, you know that's 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 the gateway drug <laughs> so I, grew up, I grew up in in like a town where it's just like it's a suburb dude yeah but it's like it, it was the meth capital of the the United States for a while, you know? Yeah, for sure. They need so to like, chill with that. There was like, a lot of drugs going on. Like, there was, like, you know, it was it's a really nice, like, city, but there's also the zone. There's, like, trailer parks and all that stuff. And, like, you know, kind of like the schools I was going to, like, a lot of these kids, dude, were getting into, like, some shit. And especially when I was, like, trying to hang out with my school friends again, like, after I was doing homeschool for a few years, um, they were all just doing drugs, like, you know, taking, taking somas, muscle relaxers, and fucking getting e-pills, and, you know, I was smoking weed at that time, you know, so that's why I was trying to chill with them, I was just trying to, like, have some, some friends that were my age, and, like, you know, they smoked weed, and I, I found smoking weed was cool at that time. I was just like, cool, let's hang out. But they were on some other shit. No shit. And I was just like, dude, like, what the hell? I got to get away from these guys. Like, they're doing drugs and stuff. Like, I got to get away, man. Like, you know, I, you're like, you know, 16 years old. I'm just like, dude, like. I'm, like, trying to skate and chill and, like, maybe, like, smoke a little before your parents come home. And, uh, you know, it's yeah. all good. Yeah. These dudes are, like, trying to get me to do shit. Yeah, there's, like, um, the heavy stuff when people abuse anything. You know what I mean? If anyone's, like, any drug, you know, if we're talking right. alcohol, sugar, like, yeah. weed, cocaine, crack... Oh. Any substance, if they're abusing it and, like, just fucking not doing anything with their life and just doped up all day long and it's actually ruining their life, those people need therapy, not discipline. I mean, dude, it is little kid shit, for sure. Oh, but that's early, some yeah. Of these, some of these kids, though, dude, like, almost fucking would be ODing, dude. They were taking so many pills. It's like, what the fuck? And they were selling it, too, and yeah. getting all kinds of trouble, like, and... You know, I just, I had to find a point where I wasn't trying to be involved with them. Yeah, you gotta separate from that. That's kind of tough business. <laughs> Not many dudes actually kill it in that. But, yeah, dude, I mean, I'm, I'm psyched on the route I took as far as, like, leaving school and, like, focusing on skateboarding. Um, you know, as bad as I wish I could go back to high school and, like, live that experience, like... Dude, I got to experience the whole world. Like, that's that's school right there, dude. That's how you learn. 
is is living your life. Yeah, that's better and, than um, that's better than school. That's like you're mo- you're like seeing different going perspectives to, going and land. Then getting a job, like you gotta <laughs> get a job after you get out of school, unless you're legit and you go to college. Like yeah. that's dope. But like, you know, it's like, dude, really, like school, and then you're working like a job. It's like, dude, like you don't get a chance to really live your life and experience. Yeah, it's like you had to go to school and stand in line, and then once you're done standing in line, now you got to go stand in a different line and move your hands and fold shit and do shit and make money and produce. And it's like a consumer, like you're a worker and a consumer. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I, but, I, yeah I, fuck. I guess, I guess, really, dude, it's it's. It's because I got sponsored by DVS was the reason why all that really happened for me. If it wasn't for DVS, you know, like, Shorty's was cool, but, like, DVS was, like, a fucking real thing. Like, my real fucking first sponsor. Yeah, because they, they just supported you and took you around and held you down, and I'm sure it made some money with DVS. Yeah, I mean... In a good way. <laughs> It was it was really really cool, dude. Just to like, like it was it wasn't real. Like to me, it was like I couldn't believe that I was on a like a, a team. Like, and I tell you the truth, dude. Like I kind of sucked at that time. <laughs> like, I'm sure you didn't suck. <laughs> I mean, dude, they were like, dude, like Tim Gavin. I was sitting in his office, and he said. If you can film a part for Skatemore in the next couple months, we'll put you on the team. Yes, I love that. He said, he said, he said, do you think you could do that? And I was like, (laughs) yeah, dude, for sure, man. Like, you know, and, and signed my contract right there. Yes. Yes. I think it was for like 350 bucks a month. Good money. I'll take it. Tim Gavin, 350 bucks. I'd be stoked. Dude, I was like. (laughs) I was almost 15 at that point, dude. Like, Damn. that was, that was, it, I was fucking tripping, dude. Yeah, at that's that crazy. time, too, like, shit was crazy, man. Alright, hold on. I'm gonna stop momentum right here, and we're gonna switch it. Alright. No, no, you're chilling. I love that. That was beautiful. Now, let's go to a different extreme. Do you, you do the Street League stuff? Like, I've seen you involved with Street League. What's that all about? I've never been to one. Oh, you've never been to a street league, huh? Never, but I've seen some videos and stuff, and it seems like a pretty cool show. But I don't really know anything about it. Like, yeah, I mean, like, if you see street league on TV, it's not nearly comparable to what it is live when you're there at an arena event or or whatever. It's, um, it's, it's a really cool thing to be involved in, like... Just because it's it's so much different, you know? Like, I know a lot of people have their opinions on it now, and I obviously have my opinion on it as well, but, you know, if you're really looking at the opportunity it's giving the skaters that are in the contest, like, you know, why, why would you want to give that up or not be a part of, you know, that opportunity? It's, it's, it's doing it for the fans, you know? Yeah. And when you're there and you're in an arena, like, filled with people, and it, dude, it gives you goosebumps, dude. It, it, it's crazy. It's like, it's a full-blown, like, 
it's not even a contest, dude. It's it's just like a show. Yeah. It's like we're all homies. We're all skating together in this arena. It's really amazing skate park, and all these people are here to watch us. Yeah. It's yeah. not about the competition, you know. It's like you, everybody gets love, dude. That that is skating. It's like everyone's getting that energy from from the people that are supporting it, and like, I mean, that's the reason why I I compete in the contests because you know I, I like to do it for the people, for the eyeballs. You know, I'm not doing it so I can try to win, you know, the super crown. Is that but, what it's called? Yeah, the, the super crown. You win a lot of money if you can win it. If you're that dude that can win it, I don't know how many different people have actually won it. Like probably a handful or so. You know, um, it's it's yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been Nyjah <laughs> numerous times. Chris Cole's probably won it now. Um, Chris Cole may have won a super crown. And maybe Nyjah. Is Super Crown all like you win a bunch of stops? Super Crown is basically they take the top eight averaged from, you know, I mean, every year is different, but normally three to four stops. And if you make it in the top eight, you compete in the Super Crown. The Super Crown, basically, it's, you know, there's, it's not like. It's not like the full contest. It's not like there's like, like the qualifying and all that. Like it's just straight to a fucking final. Whoa, nice. And, um, it's for two hundred grand. Whoa. Top prize. And like uh, uh, iced out, uh, iced out Nixon watch worth fifty k. Damn, I wonder where you could not to disrespect Nixon, but if I had to pawn that, if times got hard, I'd have to find a spot. That's fifty k. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, straight up, man. I mean, it's a novelty thing, too, so you, I would think you could get more. It's, like, one of a kind, so... Yeah, that's pretty sick. That's kind of cool they offer that up as a prize. I've never had yeah, a nice watch. It, it, it's tight. It's a, I mean, it's a serious thing. It's a crazy thing to win, and obviously, you know, that's not the top prize nowadays. You know what I mean? All the... Um, all, all the prize purses have changed over the years. Oh, they you know, have. A lot, of, a lot of formats and rules have changed. A lot of, you know, different types of of strategies and all this stuff, like ways to skate the contest. They, they, they try to build the course around so, you know, dudes can't skate it a certain way or they'll change the format. So they just, you know, and it's just, it's just, it's not a traditional skateboard contest, you know, as like a Tampa Pro or or like a Europe joint, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really different. And that's why I think when people see it on television, they don't really understand what's going on, especially if you don't skate. Like, it's kind of difficult to kind of see, like, what it means. Yeah. But... No doubt about it, you see the gnarliest, craziest, heaviest skateboarding go down at those contests. Dude. What's what's the best you've ever done in one? Me? Um, I, uh, I actually, I got second in the Super Crown one year. Whoa, what'd you get for that? Did you get some nice stuff? Um, see, you, you don't get, like, treated 
with as much. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> when, when you get second place, I think maybe I won like, I think it was 40 grand. Oh, man, that's a good chunk, though. I ain't gonna front. That's good money. No, that's good, but, you know, the, the, the top prize is fucking 200,000. Wow, that's crazy. And then, um, you know, in the beginning, it was like first prize was 150 grand, second prize was 70 grand, you know? Yeah. But so at the time that I got second at the Super Crown, you know, I got 40 Gs, Nigel won it, and um, it was like, dude, I, I was I was like literally like a couple tenths of a point away. Like I was I was in I was in first place. God Nigel damn it! Was the last dude to go, and like he 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 was going for his trick, and he like. Like, I think he might have, like, kind of, like, maybe, like, got a weird, like, speed wobble. So he, like, didn't go for it. He, like, sussed it, you know? Yeah. And everyone was like, whoa. And then everyone started booing him. <laughs> everyone was booing Nyjah. And then he did, like, the gnarliest fakie cab flip into the, you know, down the gap into the bank. And, like, you know, his score... You know, beat mine by a couple tenths, and um, he shut up the haters. That's why he got the extra points, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, dude, I, I was I, I was chilling. Like, you know, when you're skating those contests, dude, like it, it really depends. Like, you know, if other dudes are, you know, kind of bailing their tricks, and maybe you stayed on, but not necessarily got the gnarliest shit in. Yeah. I think I was in one of those situations. That's how I ended up in second. But um I'm not mad at that. I take that all day, Tori. You know, my Nigel was going, dude, and my heart was pumping, dude. <laughs> like it was it was just like the craziest pins and needles in my chest. Like I was so nervous that I might be winning two hundred grand in this whole contest and like Damn. I didn't like kill it, you know? And I was just like, all right, dude. And he landed it, and I was, and everyone was booing him. And I was just like, I was just like, oh, no. I was like, no, like, why are they, why are they booing him, dude? Like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't win this shit. There's no way. And then he landed the fakey cab flip, and it was just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, at the same time, it's just like, Nigel fucking killed it, dude. He won the contest. Like, that's. The way it, it's supposed to go, like he did the best. I didn't, you know. That would have been that would have been a short list of people that have beaten Aisha. If you did it, it's like got to be on a handful of people. Not many people would beat that dude, for no, sure. Aisha, dude, not a street league, but in what skate? <laughs> in life, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 when I won Tampa Pro. Oh, you beat him uh, in a real contest. Yeah. What? That's I think it. I actually got second, maybe in that one. Oh, you won Tampa Pro. Yeah, well, I, I won Tampa Pro. That was the last time I, I was in Tampa. That was I think that was 2012. DVS. Or 2013. There was an ad with you celebrating for DVS, right? Uh, or Tampa? It was you. Yeah, like there always... was. No, there was. It was me crowd surfing straight up. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I can't believe you remember that. I, I would. I was. I'm, I was like almost doubting that that was even an ad. No, yeah, dude, Tori, I've been watching but I skate. Totally remember it 
now. Yeah, I've been watching skating for a long time. Like, a magazines, videos, all that shit. <laughs> Damn, what was that? What's the comparison? We've been together numerous times. I know, trippy. <laughs> What's the difference? You're, what do you mean? You're, rip, you're always ripping. <laughs> I do alright in practice. Up. In practice, maybe. And then my run comes and I just, like, get knee knockers and, like, yeah. chicken out. But... I love I love contests. I'm just not that good at it. <laughs> I, I, I seriously feel so much pressure in contests. Like I hate the feeling. The whole time I'm there, I'm just like, I just I feel so uncomfortable. But yeah. but it's because I'm putting pressure on myself to like want to do good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. For for myself, I just do it for myself. Yeah, that's half my problem is I get in practice and I'm just so hyped to be around this many people that love skateboarding and they're that good. It's like so much energy. Then in practice, I just skate till my legs hurt and then they call my name and I'm like, I can't possibly do this anymore. Like, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Worst approach ever. Yeah. <laughs> dude, it's, it's hard. You, you got to approach a contest a certain way, dude. And that's like something that, you know, you don't know how to do really. That's what I liked. I had, um, yeah, exactly. I had Carrie Getz on recently, the podcast, and what I liked about him was he was like, he was, he's the man, but he was like, yeah, I was that fucking guy in the corner practicing at the contest because I came to fucking do the best I could, and if I can't, like, I don't want to be here. And he was just so fair about it. I was like, and that, and he was talking about how he won, like, uh, I think it was the X Games or something, and he just told me, he told me the discipline, the focus, like, the shit it took to get there. He was like, yeah, I know it was lame, but... <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's an epic story right there. Alright, moving forward, Tori. Alright, I'm just trying to get you back. Yeah, I saw that it, can, it canned out a little on us, the video canned out, but I can still hear you, you can hear me? Yeah, we're good. All right. Um. All right. Moving forward, how how do you get into like the business side of things? Because, you're, I mean, it's skateboarding business, so it's still what you love. But how do you get into that? Um. Yeah, you know, like it, it was it was more of like a you know an unexpected flaw, sort of like you know, I I I, I was always psyched on. You know, doing stuff for fun. Like, I started Grizzly when I was um, 11 years old just for fun, just being inspired by, like, companies around then. And, um, you know, like Monkey Grip and, and, like, you know, Monkey Poop and Monkey Nuts. And, <laughs> and you know, even, like, World Industries, they had that pitchfork grip. So sick. Like, with the red pitchfork in, like, was so cool. And I got so stoked on that shit, you know? So we we just sort of made, made our own gig and you know grizzly was like a, a cool fun little thing and then you know when i got older and all that stuff started happening with shorties and then dvs like i just um Dear. i just uh oh what was i saying grizzly oh yeah i just i just stopped you know like i had to focus on skating grizzly was never a serious thing it was not an actual company, you know, it was just me and my friends, you know, making wax and stamping out grip with, with a stainless steel cookie cutter and a hammer. <laughs> That's sick. And, you know, it was just, it was just here and there throughout the years, just real, like, just 
it was like my logo sort of that I was just kind of like sleeping on that like you know people didn't even know what it was yeah and then I you know randomly just kind of threw it out and got a chance I got a chance it was just luck of the draw that's sick uh-huh. you know just just really like kind of um being introduced to Nick and and then you know skating at that time and representing Diamond and he was he was stoked about that so like you know randomly at Andre and Nicotina show he's like hey um I, I saw Nick it was random I was just like hey, what up Nick he's like hey what up like hey you uh what do you think about doing one of the first signature hardwares for Diamond sick and I was like it's like dude sick I'm down I was like what do you what do you think about dude my grip tape company grizzly out of diamond and he was like grizzly what's that you know like what's that like grip tape company and i like pulled out my phone because i was like you know at the time i was depressed because my my chick at the time had left me and I was she like, blew it she blew what it am i gonna do with my life and that was like my first girlfriend so i wasn't leaving the house dude i was like couldn't skate I was out, dude, I was heartbroken, dude, for a long time, <laughs> at least the first couple of months. Yeah. Well, that's why I was thinking, like, Grizzly, dude, like, it's cool, like, maybe, you know, I'll, like, get some teas made at the local team mart or something, and I, I just never even got that far, and just, you know, happened that night, I was just, like, hot on my mind, I was like, Nick, dude, you want to start Grizzly? And he was like, dude, I'm down, like, hit me up tomorrow, and I was like, I was like, really? Like, you're down for real? And he was like, yeah, I'm down, dude. It's tight. Like, let's do this. And I was like, sick, man. Like, no way. And then, seriously, dude, that next day, I just, I rolled up in there with my stainless steel cookie cutter and my hammer. <laughs> and just started figuring it out, dude. From the ground up, straight up. We, like, we just built the brand and it, it took us some time to get it developed and get product sampled and, and get it right and testing the prototypes so we got the right grip tape and then um you know we uh we we pretty much just started hustling and that was basically how i got into business stuff that's and awesome from there yeah it's just been like learning i've, I've been learning so much that was i was in uh it was in 2010. That was like late, the end of 2010 is when, when we started. Damn. Okay, well, I have a question from Facebook, okay? Alright. They want to know, they said, what are some good exercises that helped you during rehab? What's your routine during rehab? I mean, you know, the, the stuff that you really want to focus on is, is what the doctor tells you to do. Because after you get surgery... You know, you want to make sure you follow the plan the way you should. You, you don't want to just go into it like, you know, with some strangers that don't know what happened uh, with your surgery. Because everything needs to be specific when you want to make a full comeback and not have to deal with it later on in life. So, you know, that I, I, I've noticed a lot of, of what they do when you're doing rehab is they're strengthening the areas around that injury, you know, keeping everything strong. So, you know, basically 
at least for my knee, um, you know, when everything else is strong, when I'm, when I start using my knee again, then it, it takes off all that, that energy you're using in that area that you hurt, you know? So everything strong around it yeah. ends up making it, you know, able to heal. And then once it's healed, you know, you're, you're, you're able to, to prevent yourself from another injury. You yeah. always just want to stay strong. Like that's a, a, a real big thing, like being strong and then eating right, eating healthy, you know, um, being healthy, like any injury, you know, I'm sure, you know, dude, being, being healthy, you know, you, you heal quicker and, um, you know, you, you want to get good rest because that's always when your body heals itself the most is when you're sleeping. So, you know, you just got to take it serious. You got to always know that it's temporary. You're coming back. You're coming back strong, but you got to fight, fight and you got to do it right. And you can't give up, dude. You got to always just, you know, use that. That's your new skateboarding for the next couple months. Yeah, I like that's, that. That your therapy, your rehab, that is skateboarding. Yeah, work that shit out. Yeah, I've been through it, dude. I've had knee injuries and all types of shit, and it's just a lot of work. But I've always come back stronger. Like, kind of like building around it allows it to support it, so you can you come back fast for sure. Yeah. I like well, those are th- those are good stories right there. You know, the bad stories are. I mean, you hear tons of people's careers end, or they're just like you know having a real hard time is because they'll get injured, and and you know they won't be fully healed before they come back skating. Yeah. And then that's how you get hurt exactly the same again and again and again until, you know, seriously, dude, some some of the best pro skaters lose their sponsors and yeah. then they lose everything. And then you, the, the saddest part is, is that these are dudes that I'm waiting to see the next part from. It's yeah. Like, Fuck, man, like... <laughs> Dude, like, dude, sponsors don't even support him anymore, dude. Like, that's kind of jacked. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta wait out. You gotta wait till you're 100% before you get back into it. I've made that mistake multiple times. You know what I think is really good, too, is, uh, if you go in a pool and hot tub, like, and then work shit out in there, too, because it's more low, uh, less gravity, you know, and water resistance. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, that's the truth. Seriously, that, that aqua therapy is what they call it. Yeah, that shit's dope. And that, and I did a float tank tour. You ever, you ever done a float tank? No, what's that? It's Where? a, it's called a sensory deprivation tank. So it's a tank you lay in, like a coffin kind of, but a little bigger. And it has, it has uh, ten inches of water with like six hundred pounds of Epsom salt. So it's like a big salt bath, and you lay in it and you float for an hour, and it cuts off all your senses. So you're in this tank. You can't hear anything because you have earplugs in, and you can't see anything because you're in a tank so that you don't see, hear, and you're floating, so you don't even feel gravity, and, like, it's just like if you're in space, basically. It's fucked up. It's like meditating. Yeah. So I just got really high, and I went in that thing, freaked myself out for the first 20 minutes. (laughs) And then I... Well, literally, it was like 60 bucks for an hour, and you float for an hour, and you're like in outer space. It's fucking, and it's Epsom salt for an hour, so your joints and everything you come out of that thing, you feel like a spring chicken. You're like, damn, all the swelling is out of my body. So, and just floating for an hour takes off so much pressure on your body and your joints, and you like, 
if you float for an hour, you literally stretch out and like it's really awesome. It's like therapy for your body. Yeah, no doubt about like the water and just just taking off your own weight, sort of. Yeah, like it's it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I'm like a cat though, man. <laughs> when it comes to the water, I just. I don't like getting into it. <laughs> it's cause I you don't get... even like going to do physical therapy just because I got to like go to like a place with other people and just like, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not me. It's like not my steez. But, you know, at the end of the day, dude, it's like, who cares how stupid you look trying to do a squat? You uh, got to do it. Yeah, it's that's how you're going to recover. That's how you get faster to get on your board, basically. And the best part is, is, dude, you can do it all day, every day, and, like, work and do as much therapy as you want to do. It's all on you. That's 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 what people, you know, I'm sure they, they figure it out, but really, like, you could come back from a one-year recovery in six months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, half the time, you're saying. It's Yeah, it's really just how, how strong can you get, because, dude... For something to heal, it, it doesn't take more than, you know, a, a couple a couple months for a broken bone or, like, a, a ligament or, like, you know, even my meniscus, the stitches for it to grow back. Like, dude, like, really, it, it ain't going to take you more than four months, five months for your actual body to heal that injury. It's just now everything else is, like, week you lost a lot of muscle dude especially when they cut into you like guess you lose like it'll atrophy 30 percent of your muscle or something yeah it atrophies it like shrinks if you don't use atrophy. it yeah if you don't use it you lose it so gnarly dude and oh god but it, it disgusts me <laughs> all right i got another question i'm not going to take up too much more time but i do have another question um all right let's say you're 50 years old. You're obviously still skating, but let's say, like, you had to pick up something else to just, to split the time with skating. Because you're like, look, I want to try something that I never, like, just something completely new. What would you apply yourself and energy and life force to? If you had when to I'm, pick something. When I'm 50? Yeah, but you have to pick something besides skateboarding, because you've already indulged in skating. Okay, when I'm 50, I mean, fuck, you know, I guess I'll already have a fam. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, but, no, nah, man, I guess seriously, like, being able to travel the world and kick it, I think that is the dopest shit. That's what you'd want to do? Go but see I'm new thinking. lands? Go see new lands? Experiment, experience? Travel places? Yeah, dude, especially, like, if you, with your family or whatever, you know, I don't know. What I about... No, dude, because, I mean, in, from now until I'm 50, like, you know, I can learn how to play the piano... I could learn, um, you know, German and move out there. I could oh, do all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of that. You could just do it now. <laughs> learn your German now. <laughs> Don't uh, I'm just making up German. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, or I'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I almost died today, actually. It was really fucking close. I was skating switch down the road. And I looked the wrong way because I was skating switch. And then I turned into the road and a van was going like 50 miles per hour. And I literally turned... Dude, I turned into it and it hit my hand and just grazed me. And I and the, the, my friend behind me was like, holy shit, you almost died. And I was like, 50 miles per hour, van hit me. 
Dude, that, yeah, that's just so gnarly. You can't see that kind of stuff coming, dude. And yeah, almost. That, like, that's it, man. At least you were on your board, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's 100% true. I was very thankful that I was skating at that time. <laughs> yeah, dude, I guess, like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's sick, man. Well, fuck, Tori. Thanks for everything, dude. I'm hyped we gotta catch up and be silly. <laughs> I'm down for sure, dude. I, uh, definitely gotta cruise out to the east coast man i got i got so much love for for the east coast dude just because it's like it's rugged man yeah it's hell like, yeah shit is not easy and dudes kill it and i can't kill it out there <laughs> well come out dude i'm like an hour from boston i'm about a half an hour from providence and i'm four hours from new york so i got these three epic cities to just skate and film in and push around and you're always invited. That sounds legit. Yeah, I'd love to come through Boston, man. I never got a chance to skate out there, but I've been there, and I kind of got to see, like, you know, it looks like a sick city. Beautiful. You would love it. There's a lot of granite ledges and stuff like that, too, so it's really fun. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Well, fuck. Let's chop it up soon, man. We'll, uh, I'll, uh, we'll have to link up with Zared, dude. Yeah, Z-Bass. Like, Aussie together, dude, and just get, like, some fucking good times yeah that would be sick for sure